Hello and welcome to Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. And today we're going to talk about a very important subject, relationships. And I have a friend of mine, Mr. Lou Nesbitt. How are you? I am well, sir. Thank you for having me, Bob. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, Lou, um, you had said that you were married once. Is that yes, correct? I was. And uh, yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yesterday was the uh, anniversary of that date. Oh, of the, of the day you were married. Yes. Wow. So that was in 2013, right? That you got divorced? I think I read that. Yeah, that it. So it finished them, but got married in uh 2000 and geez, man, six. 2006. Okay. Yeah. How old are you about? Can I ask? Oh no 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 um yeah uh I am forty. Uh, forty. That's young. I'm sixty one. Sixty two almost. Oh well. Ready to retire. And do all my podcasts <laughs> and my audience up some more. Um, all right. So I guess the a big question is, uh, what is a relationship? You can have different relations. You can have a loving relationship. You can have a friendship. You can have an acquaintance. You can have somebody you don't like. But you're still somehow in a relationship. So those those are the big four or five. Can you think of any others? Um, I think relationships uh, are um, uh, unspoken agreements that individuals have with other individuals. So, meaning you have a relationship with uh, a person that you may deem an enemy, right. and you have a relationship with someone you deem a friend or a family member. Right. I just think it's sort of an unspoken thing. And then sometimes we try to define it and sometimes we just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. You had mentioned in, in one of your questions, how do you know if you want and what kind of relationship you want with a person? That's kind of a tough one. Tough one. Um, I, I personally, you know, it's, I'm not sick. I'm 61 and I haven't had a relationship in a while. So I'm not an expert on this subject. I'm not sure. <laughs> Have you dated a lot after you got the voice? You know, the thing that's interesting about that is that, uh, after, after, uh, the marriage ended, I wasn't really sure what dating was anymore because, yeah. you know, people ask the question like, so what it, they ask, well, what is your intent to date? Right. And if we think about that, we're like, well, before, before, you know, it being married, and I guess if you don't know anything about marriage or you haven't been married, the intent was to find a mate, right? So for procreation or as a life partner or right. something like that, right? Right. That's what I thought I was getting myself. I was married in way, way back 1981 and got divorced in 1994. And it, and the divorce was kind of rough on my kids and myself because my kids were only eight, six, and three, I believe. So it was difficult. Um, I, you know, after that, I, I kind of dated a lot of people here and there. And then lately, these last couple of years, I've been like, I don't know, losing interest in meeting people that much, uh, a lot of people <laughs> come with a lot of baggage and I guess I'm getting used to, you know, doing my thing and not, you know, just coming to home and uh, do what I want to do. And I, I don't get dragged around anywhere <laughs> in my marriage. <laughs> it was totally different. Uh, and she, she pretty much planned everything and then we did what she wanted to do and, Sometimes I got a word in edgewise and I, you know, I was able to do something myself, but I thought it was a real good relationship. But then, uh, you know, I had a few problems that is in, uh, this entire series about my depression. Cause in 91, I had a real bad depression, uh, anxiety 
problem. And she kind of, I think that was the end of it, even though she waited until I recovered and felt better. And then she just, you know, said the hell of it. Uh, and also, uh, a person like myself, I have ADHD and I, I say that all the time because it's a real, real nuisance because people really misunderstand you a lot. They think you're, you know, kind of rude sometimes. And what I read was that if you're in a relationship, the other person or the partner kind of just burns out. And I think that's kind of what happened to her. She just burned out <laughs> the whole thing. But, you know, I consider myself a nice person, but maybe with the ADHD, I just, I just do things that kind of drive people nuts sometimes, I think. I know uh, you know, it, in, in, in response to that, like not trying to, be, I, I don't think, uh, blame is one of the things that I'm, I'm very good at. I, I, I don't know. I, in my life after, especially after my, my relationship ended, uh, what I've seen is that the person is different and that's, that's why it's like she may have been able to deal with it or deal with the anticipation of potential problems. But then when she began to develop sort of as whoever she was becoming, uh, uh, that new person maybe lacked the tolerance or the, uh, the understanding to be as accepting of those things. Uh, once she, her, her goals became more clear. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is I, I, I don't, I don't, while well, I, I, I was a teacher and I, well, I guess I, I still am a teacher and, um, like ADHD is a really, really hard, um, uh, thing to die to sort of put your hands on because it's different for everyone. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's difficult to even say, well, is there a person who could deal with it? Because then you ask the question, uh, could you deal with you if you got the same mirrored behavior yeah. from someone that you, uh, were a mate with? Yeah. After, and, after 61 years, I realized that, um, you know, I have these qualities, these ADHD qualities that uh, people just don't understand. Uh, they get annoyed with it. Um, so it's a difficult problem that. I don't think too many people like to examine, uh, this, in this show, I, I like to examine it, but it, it's the one thing that if, if I had a choice, uh, you know, take anything away, that would be it because I think I can manage the rest of it. I mean, I'm fairly happy now with how to go on medication, but I mean, medication really doesn't affect you other than making you feel better. So after that, my relationships, I had two or three and, uh, didn't work out one way or another. Um, I, I, I guess I'm a tough customer. I guess I have to get a, a dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, the thing is that I find interesting is I, I, I think after you go through a relationship, whether you leave it or the other person leaves or it's you, but it ends sort of abruptly uh, on some some circumstance uh i think we begin to question who we are and sort of look at saying okay well people could deal with us in our work lives but our personal lives why can't people deal with us and it, it you start to you, you choose to be hard and maybe blame yourself and i think the thing that is the challenge is you you had no idea when you entered that relationship or you entered uh, maybe even your job, whatever your occupation is, of what you were going to become, right. right? In jobs, it's easier because if you work for someone else, you kind of follow the hierarchy that they have that exists, you know? But in a relationship, yeah. and, and I, I've asked this question to my friends, a lot of my friends, I, I, most every uh, has... Uh, that have been married, I'd say over, uh, more than 50% have been married, divorced, and then remarried. Yeah. And they've asked the question, well, will we get remarried again? And the thing about it is, is that here's the issue with marriage, in my opinion, which is not a bad thing, but it's a thing that I think is often overlooked. 
you, you go through stages when you asked about dating. So you meet someone, you court them, you date them, you have a relationship where you say, okay, we want to be married. But the thing is, what's after marriage, right? Yeah. Because it depends on where you are in life, right? Yeah. So if you're if you're fairly young or whatever, you then you want to have kids and you have the uh, sort of dream life, house, car, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But then everything after that marriage is not about you anymore or you and that person. It's about the things you produce from that. And then you kind of lose your self-development in there. Whereas in a career, which is why people can do careers for 20, 30 years, is there's always a constant self thing where you're raising the stakes. But in a marriage, you have to raise the stakes together and it has to be agreed upon. Because if it's not agreed upon, then you're going your own direction and that person's going in another direction. You often hear from people, well, I didn't know you thought that. Yeah, And it's because they probably told them, but they didn't understand what they were saying. Uh-uh. And so that's because they were already divergent. Right. Uh-huh. And so people yeah. say communication is the issue, but it's not it's not communication. It's understanding the communication, like the way you communicated at the beginning of relation, your relationship is not how you communicate right. five, 10, 20 years later. It's yeah. not. And well, you that, have to understand that. That's one of the things that my wife uh, did. She ran off, got somebody else, and all she really likes is the courting, you know? So they court for a while, and once that thrill is over, I don't think she really enjoys being in a relationship. I think she needs to be, because she hates to be alone. But I think as soon as the, you know, the paint wears off a little bit, she... I think she kind of just like, well, maybe I should go get somebody else at this point. So some people are like that. She, she happens to be like that, but right now she's with a, a a nice guy. I think she's, the guy's very, very friendly. And, um, I don't know. Um, did you have a problem? I mean, was your divorce mutual or one sided type of thing? I would, I guess I would call it mutual because uh, essentially what happened is she she told me she didn't want to continue in the relationship and I was shocked. Uh, even though, interestingly enough, I would say probably two years prior to her saying she didn't want to continue, I actually didn't want to be in the relationship anymore two years prior to that. But in my mind, and this is just kind of based on the evolution of me, uh, in my mind, I talked to myself and I just kind of looked and I, I said, you know, she, she's, what, what am I gaining if I leave her? What am I telling her if, you know, uh, I don't want to be with her? Like, and so what I tried to do was try to change everything in life. So we moved and everything because literally it was, we moved to a new place. We all started new jobs. And within six months of that, our relationship was over. Yeah. And it, it was it, probably over before that. And you were looking to save it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a funny thing when I, I went to a, a counselor. I had to convince my wife to at least try a counselor. Evidently, she talked to this woman before. And then when we got there, it was just those two. And then I came in the room and she said, Oh, you guys have to divorce. <laughs> well, so, I have I have an interesting counselor story too. My counselor story actually is when I knew uh and I accepted that the relationship was over. Interestingly enough, uh my counselor story is my cousin was staying with us temporarily in the new location we were in and she was a counselor and she recommended uh a couple of counselors to us. And so I said to to my ex I said, "Hey, well why don't we try counseling?" And my ex uh said well, counseling is silly, but sure, I'll go. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's a kind of screwed up premise to start with, but at least she said she'll go, right? Mm-hmm. And so she never talked to the person in advance, and I didn't either. And so we go to the counselor, and the counselor, this is the first the, the initial meeting. We go to the counselor, we talk, and the counselor asked the question that I remember vividly in my mind. I'm a, I have a visual memory, but I remember this like it was yesterday. I was sitting uh, on the left side. She was sitting on the right side, and the counselor was in front of us. And the counselor said, okay, well, I want to ask, uh, what percentage are you willing to work to save this marriage? And in my head, as soon as I heard the question, I said 100%, right? And 
but I, she didn't, she didn't ask me first. So she asked uh, my ex to answer and my ex said 40%. In that moment, in that moment, it's like every, all the glass, uh, this definitive yeah. glasses in the wall and everything broke. Right. Cause right. at that point, I mean, uh, if you look at it, it's sort of in uh, a spectrum. You're like, oh, well, at least she didn't say zero or whatever. But yeah. at that point, 40%. 40% not that great. <laughs> well, well, not even that. Because yeah. if you're not willing, if you're not, if you're not even saying you're willing to go half the way, then right. you're not even going to try. Right. And so at that point, that 40% meant zero. And it was, uh, yeah. and I said a hundred. I like, she spoke to me and I said 100. And then uh, I don't even remember every, anything after that after me saying 100 but i do remember at the end of the session the uh counselor said to me hey read this article and it was a call the art the article is called the art of the now and it's a, a article in psychology today and that literally was one of the greatest things that was ever suggested to me because in that moment in that counselor session when she said 40 percent, i knew the marriage was over yeah and so the follow-up thing to it was because the counselor said, "Hey, well, let's set a new appointment," and we and we said we will call her back to set an appointment. And then she gave me the article, and we never went back again. Yeah. And and so at that point, I knew it was over because then we we stayed, we lived together, uh, we were roommates for probably the next three three months, oh, and wow. then she left. Okay. And, and I say roommates in a sense because we were on a lease on the uh, place okay. we were in. And so, but then she left, she left, uh, after that. And it was, it was a pretty somber day because I remember yeah. being in the airport and I, I cried, not like, like boohoo cried, but I had tears in my eyes. What, she also, what, she, she cried too. Where are you located? Amazing. Well, at that time we were in, uh, the Washington DC Metro and okay. she, she's from, she's from England. So oh. she went back to England. Wow. Maybe, yeah, so it was like really maybe like she didn't like the United States or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about it was, people asked me that, and they said, "Well, maybe she didn't like the United States," and they, and they yeah. they said, "Why didn't you move to England?" And I was like, "Well, I." The, the interesting part about it is that I lived in England when I met her. I lived there for two years. Oh, and okay. We dated during that time, and so I mean, my response was that, "Well, I was never asked to live in England, so right. we already know what that means, right?" So yeah, we just so, kind of so like, had a job in England, or I was in the military oh. at the time, so oh. okay. uh, so that's that's why. But okay. yeah, it was it was very interesting. How many years were you in the military? Well, I went in at the time when they had uh, the short-term enlistment, so I was in there for uh, in, in, uh, for two years. Two years, okay. Did you like that? Two years? I, I loved. I absolutely loved it. I didn't okay. enjoy it at first, but then I, I the people I met in the military was absolutely. It was the foundation of creating the me that I am today. Uh, while I don't talk to everybody, uh, some of my best friends I know from the military and are because of the military. And the military opened my mind to the world. So I, I'm very appreciative of my experience. What branch of the military were you in? I was in the Air Force. Air even Force. though it's funny. Uh, you, you, could have been in, uh, you could have been in Trump's new Space Force. <laughs> I, you know, I would totally, I would totally do it. I would go to space. I'm, I'm game about that. I would do it, even though I don't think they're actually going. Yeah, but I he, would go. He's a, he's a funny man. I mean, there's so much material. He's very <laughs> yes. Well, I'm from New York, and so uh, I am used to actually seeing Donald Trump in the news. So oh, really? It's not a, a really oh, in the news. Uh, yeah. Strange thing. Yeah, yeah like not seeing him, but you yeah. sort of just seeing his name in the news and yeah. seeing him sort of in local papers. Yeah, he, he's completely nuts, but. I mean, at this point, everything's completely nuts. Uh, you know, if you look yeah. at what's going on, we're getting viruses that we shouldn't get. I mean, people are dying. It's just, uh, I mean, and then we, we're talking about relationships, but can you really have a relationship in this time period? You can't even touch anybody. So, <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, you, you can and I think that that's the thing I've learned is that you can have a relationship. And actually, I would dare say in a period like now might be one of the best periods to start or have a relationship okay. because then you can know your relationship is completely based on energy and mentality. Okay. 
I mean, it, it requires something more from you than you're normally used to giving. But I think you can have a really good one. That's my optimism, though. Yeah, I mean, if if they don't have the virus. <laughs> yes, yes, the obviously, if they do not yeah. have the virus, yeah. <laughs> and, and some people don't even know they have it, so, yeah. Well, for me, it's been just in the house, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, everybody's stir crazy at this point. Uh, and you know what? I bet you this time period really tests your relationships. I mean, it's it's, oh, a, yes. it's a good time to test relationships because people are working at home. Uh, they're they're kind of cooped up in the same house forever, it seems. And you know, if they don't kill each other, that's probably a plus. You know, it it I, I can't imagine a relationship in this time period that much. I mean, uh, I, you know, like I said, I haven't done. Really, I haven't looked at anything in, in years. So, have you have you gone into other relationships after the divorce? Uh, I I uh, I have tried several, and uh, I'm, I'm I mean I'm currently dating someone now, oh, okay. and it's 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 but it's interesting because uh, it's 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 a a thing about just comfort it's like that and i'm being honest like this is the one thing that i really really thought was really important is that uh she and i are friends we're really really friends so we share on a friend level while also you know sort of dating but the thing about it is is that every person i've dealt with uh post my my marriage it's been my a really big thing for me to want to be foundationally a friend with that person okay because what i realized is is that uh, while I was married, uh, I thought that my ex was my friend and yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't my friend at all. And yes, that, that, that hurt me more than anything else yeah. because when we had mutual friends, the mutual friends abandoned me and what, what about uh, in I, favor of, I mean, yeah, I, in my situation, she just totally disowned me. I mean, sometimes we get together because of the kids and she won't even talk and it, you know she'll say oh here's the coffee but that's it there, there's no friendship that, I think that's what hurts me the most you know I knew her since 1977 and she just cut me off and that's it and I'm like well are we going to have some kind of relationship and I'm like and she just says Basically, no. You know, I'll I'll tell you what a coffee is, and that's it. And and for me, that that hurts. That hurt. I mean, that hurt worse yeah, than that, the divorce. Yeah, and that's the thing because the the thing about it is you can I like for me I can accept that my ex wants to be with someone else. Like I can while that hurts, it, yeah. I can accept that because I can find someone else to be with me. Mm-hmm. But my issue is that specifically. The friendship, like you, you thought you had a friendship that, cause I mean, you did things together, yeah. you, you avoided or you did, you neglected your other friendships for this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had mutual friends. And then, so when this person leaves you and they're just like, boom, done, I don't deal with you anymore. Yeah. You, you do, you call in the question of, was this person even my friend? Yeah. And, and then her friends didn't want to talk to me. A lot of her friends, some did, some didn't. Uh, I had a friend, we, we were together a lot, you know, as couple, as couples. And when the divorce came, she, she kind of backed off of them at all, you know, totally. And I was the only friend between, you know, of those two people. So it almost was like, if I'm going to be a friend of those two people, then she's not going to be involved. So it's, it's almost like she ran away from everything that, you know, we had together. And that hurt. That's what hurt the most. Uh, you know, I, I can get over uh, the divorce and all that. But it hurt, you know, her not being, you know, a decent person to me. You know, she... And- and uh, just, I was going to say, the thing is, is that what we, we, we call in the question is that then we wondered, like, what did we like about that person? Who was this person we were with? 
for all this time because yes. and on a level I understand why they they want to have maybe a distance because they don't want to be asked well what happened whose fault was it whatever because you know that's just sort of the gossip culture but the thing about it is is the person who feels or maybe who feels at fault or think people will put the blame on them tend to want to move away from it because they don't want to be blamed for making a decision that benefited them and if we're being honest, we can't fault the person for doing something that benefits them. And so it means that they are not completely comfortable with what they did or how they did it. And I think that's the reason they, they run away from it, where in your case, you said uh, she didn't want to be friends with people who chose to be your friends because right. those friends will be like, well, well, I like him. So what happened? Yeah. And the thing, it's simple. Like One, you can, if you're really truly friends with that person, you're not going to say bad things about the person, but you'll also say it was just my decision. We came to a mutual agreement and let it be. I was actually surprised because the, the, the they both were on my side, pretty much. Uh, they both thought that she handled it bad, badly, and you know that there should have been uh, some kind of relationship she had with them. If I mean, I think they did go out like twice. But that, I mean, it was, it was nothing. So, I mean, uh, and then, and then she kind of drags my kids down here. I did not want to come down to this area. I'm from New Jersey. And, you know, I just, I'm just used to being in New Jersey and it's, it's a whole different world up there. Um, and now it looks like I'm going to retire and go to Charleston and everybody's, oh, Charleston's the greatest, the greatest, greatest. But I'm not excited about it. I mean, my kids are there. They moved down there. Uh, I'll be near them and, and I guess that's all I can ask. I mean, uh, I'm probably not going to see them that much more than they do now, but at least I won't have to drive three and a half hours to go see them. And right, right. Uh, so I'm planning to retire in the end of June. And oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going out on kind of a disability. I have spinal problems. So I'm going to try to get disability, which if I get it, then it'd be really good. But so yeah, my relationships after that, I had just a few. And then, you know, the whole, you know, Tinder and all that. I, I, I used to use something else. I can't remember, but they just don't. Seem to work out. I mean, you get, you go on, I had plenty of dates where it's like, the minute they saw me, you know, it was over. So I almost felt like saying, look, I'm just going to leave. But I was polite and had a drink and said a few things and left. I mean, sometimes it was mutual. Sometimes I, I would have dated this person again, but you know, it was, not love at first sight, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I did that for years. I, I dated, I must have been on 50 to 100 dates and never found a real uh person I thought I could live with, I guess. So, how did how did you meet? Uh, just a, I guess a, a question, how did you, you you meet your uh, your your ex wife? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, the friend that I was talking about and another friend. When we were, I was 19 years old, came out of college, kind of shy and everything. And she was like the one girl that wasn't hooked up. So everybody else was like hooked up. And I went over uh, my friend's house and they said, Hey, what about this girl? And I said, well, I barely saw her at the party. She was at the party like on Wednesday and it's just like Saturday. And I just said, I don't know if I want to go on a blind date, blah, blah, blah. They finally convinced me, and it went well. And the dates after that went terrific, and everything was terrific. And uh, I think just probably partly because we both changed and, and the world changed. I mean, uh, I think we disagreed on how we want to raise our children. I think that was a problem. And, uh, it, it just, we grew apart. And literally, I mean, she went one way, I went the other way. So we were together, 
and I was having fun. And then we just, as life goes on, we just kept, no, I don't want to do this. And she'd go all the way to the other side and I would go all the way to my side. And, and that was, that was the problem with the relationship. It, it didn't go anywhere after that, after like, I guess 88 or something, she kind of mumbled that she might, we might have to break up or something. And then, then I had the attack and she stayed with me, which was nice. And then when I was over the attack, then she said, okay, uh, I'm leaving. And here's the three year old kid that you have to take, uh, to wherever you go. And I, I left and I had to go to my friend's house and he lived on top of a go-go bar. <laughs> That's a funny story. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But I had nowhere to go. Unless it was a hotel or something. So I tried to bring the kids there and it didn't, the first time it really didn't work out. So after that, I, I went to hotels on the weekends because I had the kids on the weekends and we did hotels for a while until I found the place, you know, probably two months later. I actually moved back to a co-op that we owned and, uh, this guy was paying us rent and, uh, wound up, we wound up walking away because co-ops now are, are worthless. They, they won't give you a penny for a co-op. So, but, you know, so that's my story and, and I just, Moved to Edison after that, which is Edison, New Jersey. And just had fun with the kids. I, I mean, they, I had them every weekend, uh, literally every weekend, except for Mandy. Some weekends, Mandy, the, my youngest, wouldn't come. But my wife wanted to, uh, she had like a midlife crisis. She wanted to go drink and party. So that was it. And, you know, unfortunately, in this environment, uh, in this country, uh, it's hard. It's hard to have a good marriage. That's the way I see it. I don't know. I I mean, I I agree and and disagree. Not because uh, of uh, of anything you said. I think it is difficult, but I think it's because people. I just I'm being honest. I don't think people know what they want from a marriage. I think marriage is the trophy. And then you don't know what you do after that. It's it's sort of like I, I, I use a sports analogy and say you are the pro sports player that your goal is to win the championship. And then you win the championship and then you you're like, OK, well, now what? Because you don't know what to do next. Like, you know, yeah. OK. And especially if you if you've done everything and that the playbook says you're supposed to do, if you had mm-hmm. a house, the cars, the kids, what's next? Like it really, really is. It begs the question: Well, what's next? What, yeah, what do I, I do next? I think she was scared of that too. What's next? Yeah, that's a very good point. I just, um, it, it it was a shocker for me. I had a hard time with it. I probably, luckily, I had the kids to distract me. Otherwise, I think I really would have got bad. But, uh, be, you know, after the, the attack I had in '91. I got on the meditation and that saved me I and mean, that pretty much saved me. Uh, so I do now still have to take the medication because if I don't go into a depression, it's like automatic. So most of my stuff is physical. I, in my opinion, it's all physical and some people don't want to go on medicine when they do need to go on medicine. And now other people don't, I mean, they, they rush to go to the medicine when they shouldn't. And so that's part of, uh, of the problem with the whole healthcare. People are, are not, uh, there's not good, there's not a lot of good help. For, and, you know, if you have a, a problem, there's not a lot of good, not a lot of people talking about it. I mean, if you go into the news, do they talk about any of this ever? The only time I, no. I hear is because they shot up some kids. Oh yeah, they, yeah they're mentally true. ill. Okay, thanks. Uh, none of this is talked about, and that's what I want to do on this podcast, talk about everything that has to do with, uh, 
you know, just the whole mental health realm. And I think relationships are definitely included in that realm. I mean, I think it's a good topic. Uh, unfortunately, I can't go over 40 minutes. That's my limit. But I mean, if we want to do it again and do a part two, that, that's fine too. But, oh, uh, yeah. But I mean, I appreciate you, uh, bringing this topic up. And I think it's, it's something that a lot of people have to think about because there are people that are in bad marriages and they don't know what to do. Yeah. A lot of people just sort of go different. One guy goes to the bar on Sunday and, and the wife stays home or goes shopping or whatever. So I don't know what the divorce rate is these days. I would say probably 50%. That's a guess, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's really, really hard. You know, I would love to have a relationship with a person that I connect with. I would love it. But realistically, you're not going to find it on the internet, I don't think. And, you know, I'm starting to reach out more. You know, I've got podcasts and stuff like that. So I'm making friends a little bit. But even so, it's just like, you know, I don't know. Uh, I've gotten so used to living alone that I don't mind it. It it doesn't bother me. It's sometimes, admittedly, especially through this crisis, because I can't get, I don't even go to work. I work at home. I think, I think it's, uh, getting to me a little bit. I mean, it's just too much. And, And I think everybody, if, if they, if they, if you asked anybody, I think almost everybody is, you know, just stuck in their house trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, they can't go to church. They can't go anywhere. So it's a, it, it's a bad time and I hope it passes quickly. I mean, uh, I mean, we can go on forever about relationships, but my, my philosophy is 40 minutes people. <laughs> You know, they're kind of, that's, that's it. And I try to keep the shows down to that time period, but it was a good show. I mean, I really appreciate you coming on and helping, helping me out. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, having a good show. And how long have you been dating this new woman? Ah, uh, we've known each other for about a year and a half and we've been dating for, uh, I don't know, probably eight months or so. But the thing about it is, is that we're, we're so casual. It, it doesn't feel like, like it, I mean, this she's like my first name. I, I call when I want to do stuff, but it, it, it doesn't feel like dating, but I, it, but is it's it, dating. Like I wouldn't pick someone else. Is it like a friends with benefits type of situation? Then? Oh no. I mean, like she's, I mean, I mean, I, I, I would call her my girlfriend. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's, that's, that's what she wants. And mm-hmm. that's what I, I do. But it's, it's also, but I, I value the friendship much more than anything else. Like, yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, uh, a sticking point for me is that yeah. I, she's someone I can talk to, you know? Right. And that m- more than just like, oh, well, I have to do flowers or dinner or whatever that goes into dating. Like, I can just talk about who I am. And to have casual conversations like I have with people that I know that are my friends. And that, that part is cool. So, uh, I didn't expect, expect that. Like both of us, we, we talked at the beginning. We actually said to each other, we didn't expect to be like dating. Mm. We were just cool. We enjoyed the company of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, if you enjoy a person's company, that's great. I mean, cause I think, uh, People were meant to have some type of relationship. I mean, I know a lot of people substitute animals like dogs or cats, and I might wind up getting a dog. But uh, the, the thing is, I, I think guess there's I, a relationship out there for you, man. Yeah, I think there's. My, I think my I standards are just too much. I guess. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't uh, think that either. I I think you I have know. a person out there. I do. I'm, I'm sure there is somebody out there, but yeah. I have a very eclectic personality, so 
people kind of get shocked by me sometimes. Like, I'll just lay something on them sarcastically, not really meaning to, to say, you know, not really meaning it, just being sarcastic. And, you know, they'll like, <laughs> you can't say that or you, you can't, you can't curse. You know, I like, I just like different things. Uh, I'm, I'm not a typical 61 year old person. I absolutely love, uh, uh, the group, I don't know if they're a group, but NF. Have you heard of NF? No, what's that? It's a rap group, but they're like Eminem. But he sings about health, mental health. That's all he sings about is mental health. Not all, but it's either mental health or a love song. But he knows so much at such a young age. It's amazing because it took me all these years to figure it out, and he he, he did it in in twenty four years. It's just amazing. But so you wouldn't expect me to, to to like a rapper or or I don't know what other crazy thing I do. And you know I like to be a little bit goofy, and sometimes the goofy doesn't work. <laughs> So, well, yeah. here, here's why I, I think you have a relationship just really quickly. I have a friend that's in his 50s and he has uh, two adult children, basically, right? They're like 18 and 20 or something like that. They're 21, something like that. They're adults, though. And he, on Facebook, and this is really interesting, that he's one of my really good friends. and I, He's very eccentric. I love this guy, though. But he uh, he was on Facebook one day and he was dating different women or whatever. Uh, just, you know, for, so he can be social. Mm -hmm. And then this one woman that he went to high school with found him on Facebook mm. and asked, just kind of checked on him said, Hey, yeah. how are you doing? Et cetera, et cetera. And then he was like, well, you know, uh, for a couple of months, he wasn't really sure what he should do with it. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll see, yeah. you know, how she's doing. I can go, go hang out with her. See, so he went yes. with the intent of just being cool. And then they've been dating for, I think the last three years. Yeah. I would have to. Um, I mean, a person would really have to understand me, and that's, I don't even understand. <laughs> uh, it, it's difficult to, like I said, the ADHD definitely gets in the way. I mean, you could talk to me, and then five minutes later, I forgot everything you said. And <laughs> seriously, and people are really upset about that because it's like, Dad, you're not listening, my daughter says. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. I said, guess what? I have ADHD. I don't, I can't concentrate on anything that I, I don't, that my brain decides not to concentrate on. It just says, no, I'm not going to concentrate on this. And then I forget it. And so there's difficulties and, you know, I don't know. I, I, at this point, I think because of all the problems I do have, it may not even be fair to get in a relationship. I mean, I don't know. I, I would love to, to to hook up with somebody who's really understanding and a little bit crazy, you know, uh, a little bit different than most people. And But I haven't seen Well, it sounds like you know what you want, though. And that's good. You know yeah, what I do. Doing. I do. I think I do. Uh, but guess what? They're all married. <laughs> I have a friend well, who has a great, great wife. I mean, she's 60, but she looks 40. And her personality is unbelievably nice. And, you know, she's into dogs, which I am, and all that kind of stuff. A person like that would be a person that I might want to hook up with. But uh, Does she not have friends? I feel like she probably has friends. Oh, yeah, the two of them have friends. I mean, this person I'm talking about, he was like our leader growing up, you know? We had like a gang of kids, and he was like sort of the leader of the gang, and he makes friends like nobody's business. I mean, he's like the Pied Piper with friendship. So, um, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's not... I, I think all the good ones are married. <laughs> I mean, because they were able to 
because they were good people, they stayed married. I mean, I think that's yeah. part of the problem. But, but there's also those people who have people that don't appreciate them. And so that doesn't mean they're going to be married forever. And so I think there, there's the opportunity there. I mean, I have a, another friend. I met her while I was networking for, uh, for work. And she's, she's in her 60s. And she, she are early, late 50s, early 60s. And she just got married a year or two ago. And she was, first of all, she was shocked she met a guy. Yeah. But second, she was so amazed about who he was. And she, she's glowing right now. And right. He's, a, he's a divorcee as well. So this yeah. is why I just think I've seen too many stories where people think, oh, there's nobody for me or, you know, the people that are good for me are unavailable. And then, boom, yeah. right. At, and it's funny, right after they say it, that person becomes available. Yeah. So I think you saying it is actually going to make <laughs> the, the, the person that it, I, I think it's going to yeah. show up in your life, man. I mean, I'm not like sort of that. Woo -woo I need, I need a person. Stuff that would go to an NF concert because I'm telling you I got lucky because my son backed out and there was, I was the only one going to go uh, I wasn't going to miss it because I loved him and I got a seat like six rows from the stage and I never went to an event I enjoyed more than that in my entire life he just blew the hell out of everything and the words of his songs. If you ever get a chance to just check out the words of NF, what he says in some of his songs. Amazing. It's amazing. But how many people am I going to meet that'll do that? You know, are they going to go to this kind of concert? Or are they going to do this kind of thing that's not typical? You know, I mean, I'm not a typical person. I have a lot of different attributes and I, I'm all over the place because, you know, you're talking to me and I'm thinking of five different things. That's the AD, you know, ADHD. And I, my eyes, you know, kind of like are stuck in the back of my head because I'm listening to the music. If we got a restaurant, I'm always listening to music and, and the background noises. So it's, it's just weird. Um, but maybe, maybe one day something will happen. But I'm definitely going to so. pick up a dog when I get, when I retire. Uh, cause then I could spend a lot of time with it and all that. And, but I got to end it. It's getting late and early. It's getting late early, as Yogi Bear would say. I really appreciate you <laughs> coming on. You're a great guest. Absolutely great Thank guest. Thank you, sir. I appreciate and, the invitation. Uh, maybe we can do a round two because a lot of times, especially in these times, People don't want to do this show. And, and I found that the podcast business goes down because people are working at home. Because people okay. listen to podcasts when they go to work. That's what right. I found. So I'm not getting as many people as I had, you know, before this started. And I'm hoping it'll pick up, but we'll see what happens. But anyway, I'll just continue. I mean, if I have one person, I'll continue. So. I right. love doing yes. it. I love doing it. And I meet interesting people like yourself. And you you said you're in Washington, D.C. Is that where you are now? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not in Washington, D.C. right now. I'm actually abroad uh, oh. at the moment. Okay. Where, where are you? I am in, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in uh, Colombia, uh, South America at the moment. Oh, my goodness. I, I hope I'm not getting charged for this. <laughs> No, 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 no. Because like I have a, a United States phone number, so that's I, okay. I do that. I do that for my mother. Yes, I want to make sure she can talk, call me whenever she needs. Okay, me. yeah, I don't care. I was just kidding. I'm sure it can't be that much anyway. But yeah, I, you know, I had to invest in, in it. I finally broke down and got a good microphone and all that kind of stuff. So the problem is, on, on my sound booth is terrible. I have to move it. It's it's just too much sound. Uh, I think it's from the air conditioning units, so it creates like a, a um a hum, and I have to take the hum out every time when I edit. I have to take the hum out, but it's pain in the ass. But again, uh, I thank you for coming on, and um, you know we'll we'll talk again soon. Um, is there anything you want to say? Uh, uh, you haven't? Uh, 
said yet. <laughs> no, but uh, thank no, thank you for the invitation. Okay. Uh, I I love the energy and uh, just the, the the conversation flow uh, of the podcast. So yeah. you you've gained a listener for sure. Really? So I, I well, definitely will be listening as well. Yeah, I mean it gets heavy if you if you go into like episode four, it's it's heavy, very heavy. But um, I told my story, and now I'm trying to tell everybody's story, uh, stories of recovery, stories of this is a good topic, relationships. It's very important for mental health. Uh, so I'm staying in that in that arena, and uh, you know I really really enjoy it. So I will talk to you soon, and and thanks again for being on the show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Okay. Okay, that was a great show. Um, yes, that was Lou Nesbitt, and he was a great guest. Uh, I think we talked a lot about relationships and how important they are and how everybody really needs somebody. Uh, you know, that sounds like a song, but yeah, it sounds, it sounded really good that, you know, you know, we discussed Something that's, I think, very critical in mental health is, you know, having a partner that you love and cherish. And I mean, that's the best part of life, I think, anyway. All right. So you guys all know my over the rainbow bob dot gmail dot com. And it's also over the rain one though on Twitter. And now I'm on. Facebook, please come to Facebook and just like it. Uh, it's not getting off to a great start, but, uh, all you have to do is go in over the rainbow achieving, um, mental health for real. Type that in and you'll go to my uh, Facebook and just hit a like and I really appreciate it. All right. You guys stay safe. I know things are really tough right now. Um, I hope this this ends quickly and we can all go back to some kind of normal. I don't know what that'll be, but it'll be something. And you guys that might have lost your jobs, I, I, I just, I really feel horrible about that. I mean, it's just awful, but you got to hang in there and, 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 and just know that things are going to get better. So I love you guys and we'll see you next time. And over the rainbow.